0: Welcome to the Branding with Video Podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this.
1: Just press record for me. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, it's an experience, it's a new chapter. So you're, you're going to be learning. Nothing's going to be perfect at all. Even the biggest influencers slash YouTubers that are out there, are, they make mistakes. Their videos aren't perfect as well, Just so just know that.
0: All right. So... Second episode together. Absolutely excited about this. Um, We decided we want to talk about our businesses and then how. So we want to teach you, listening, how to use social media to build your businesses. But Michael and I both have different ways we use social media. So um, and we want to build our business in 2023. So Michael, what walk through people through like what you do and then how each platform helps you or doesn't. Or I know for me some of the time that just is a distraction. Um, But like, how's your business work, man? Yeah,
1: man. So uh, basically, I own a, a media company. So what we, we kind of have like the agency model model. So uh, what we do is we uh, film uh, video content for uh, business owners, um, okay. mainly mainly locally. So I'm up here in Seattle. So a lot of our clients are around here in Washington State. Um, but we have a couple out of state clients as well. But uh, simply, we do three things. Uh, we film the content, uh, we edit the content, and we also provide social media management as well. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. like, Perfect client for us is you know that business owner who just doesn't have the time uh, to generate or create content and, and manage it. So we basically yeah. take care of that for them, um, helping them um, generate organic leads and, and things of that nature.
0: So um, posting but, it, <clears throat> like description, like a, yeah, comments, like what what does that look like? I'm just curious.
1: Exactly. So um, we basically go from posting the contest, So we do the captions, the hashtags, sharing them on stories and then also responding to comments as well. So, okay, nice. Yeah, That's yeah.
0: legit. Okay.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So yeah, to answer your question about social media, I mean, for me, my strategy is, is more like just providing, um, education, uh, educational contests. So I really go all in on YouTube and Instagram. That's kind of like what we discussed last week, like what we're going to be focusing on this year. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my content just kind of centers around you know helping help helping business or content creator business-minded uh business owners about um you know content creation as a whole like um as far as strategies as far as you know what works for at least what works for me and, and just sharing that experience and also providing other reviews such as like the right type of equipment to use. Okay. And then also like what avenues are best as far as like social media platforms. Yeah. Um for me I'm a little biased because I just believe YouTube and, and Instagram are just far easier to monetize at the end of the day and, and uh based on my experience um get credible, uh pretty credible leads because of the DM feature and Instagram is just very powerful. And then YouTube is is you have evergreen content, something that's always gonna last on the platform. So Um, so yeah, I mean, right now I'm focused more on like the educational side. So just providing value in that way. Um, and then at the same time, I'm able to be able to, uh, get that trust from future clients because they see that content and they're just like, oh man, this guy knows what he's talking about. He has experience. And so it's, it's, it's a lot easier to, um, capture or gain leads that way.
0: Okay, cool. I like that. I think that's. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing I see with people is they're like, well, I don't want to give away my secrets. Like that's not going to build my business. And it's like, no, it really is. Because if I come and watch your video and I'm a business owner, it's like, oh, he's teaching me what camera to buy and he's teaching me, you know, how to do this and how to film this. And maybe I try it, maybe I don't, but I'm like, okay, one, I know, you know what you're talking about. And if I did try it or maybe I didn't, I'm like, that's too much work. I'm just going to hire Michael to do this for me. <laughs> Cause like, that's gotta be way easier and allow me to scale my time way better and actually grow my business then trying to figure all the stuff that you already know, like I'll just pay you to do it for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, and I always tell clients, there's always two ways of doing things is, is one, you could do it all yourself, which is possible. I mean, you can succeed yeah. that way. <clears throat> um, and two, um, you can hire a team, which is the most ideal because you, you save so much time and energy and effort. You can just focus on other things in your business. So more times than not, they're just like, Oh dude, just, uh, you, you, you take care of it because I just, I just don't have the time to do it. So
0: yeah. No, I love that. So, I mean, you—that was really my next question. Was like, how do you sell them on like the value of like, hey, it's worth it to hire me. But I mean, you get all that time back. You don't have to learn a new skill. You get to focus on doing the thing you're actually good at as a business owner, and you get to do the thing that you're good at and making the content. So, exactly. Exactly. What I guess what platform for you has been, and maybe also answer it for your clients, but like Mm -hmm. the best for getting new clients, because I know like. Active outreach has been the best for me, but like there's this, I mean, social media, I view it as the long tail. It's like, okay, eventually it'll start generating clients, but it's planting seeds. You got to let them grow and actually, you know, get fruit. Like it, it, takes time. So I don't know what, what you found is like best for actually getting clients. If you need some right now.
1: Yeah. Good question. I think, you know, I would say it's part of the process of getting new clients, social media, definitely, because like I said earlier, it gives you like that um, authoritative, um, uh, I guess aura when, when, you know, people are going to mm-hmm. always going to do research, right. There was gonna yeah. be like, Oh, who is this person? And if you, your YouTube page pops up, they're like, oh, okay. This person's legit. At yeah. least that's what I do when I, you know, work with people. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, I've kind of similar to you in that, you know, the warm network or like word of mouth is where I get a lot of the new clients because you, you satisfy one client and then they just spread the word to other people. And yeah. You're gonna be able to get uh, leads that way, and I think that's for me personally. I think that's the best way to get new clients because it's like the leads are like super warm, and you don't have to really work as hard to you know prove your value to them. So
0: yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. A lot.
1: So so when you say when you say active outreach, are you talking mm. about um, kind of the same thing, or is it more so you're you're reaching out on your your part on social media?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's both. Um, I mean, my business is a little different where I have, um, Evan Carmichael as my business partner. And I mean, he has people all the time where it's like, Hey, can you help me with my YouTube channel? Cause I mean, in the thought leadership space, he is the guy and he's like, I don't actually work with people personally, but I have. You know, my guy, Zach, I'll, you know, we'll hop on a call together. He'll help. I mean, he'll do a full call with his friends, um, strategy, all that. But he's like, I'm going to give you all this. And if you want to like actually have someone to implement, actually go further, actually do all this on a weekly basis, Zach's your guy. So, you know, we'll have him on the call. Um, so word of mouth is usually that or clients have people um when it's that it's the success rate is crazy because i mean they have they've already gotten like crazy good free value and so um, my outreach i kind of mimic that where i'll find someone like i had my va um actually i haven't had a va for a little bit but when i did i had her make a list of you know i said hey top 100 podcasts in these three categories get the whole list, get their email, get their LinkedIn, get their Instagram, get everything. I'm going to go through and come through and be like, "Okay, these are prime candidates YouTube-wise." And then on Instagram, I'll either share a story and when they see the story cuz you tag people, they're like, "Oh, hey, thanks for sharing." If they do that, then I'll send a message to be like, "Hey, you know, like I have these big three three big ideas I know will help your channel cuz I can always come up with three things that I see on their channel that'll help. I send them a free video of giving value and then hop on a call after that. That's been Huge. Um, sometimes I'll just email or send that message. Um, I don't necessarily share their story on Instagram, but that's worked really, really well because it's sorry, if I'm giving you five to 10 minutes of free value or a full hour long call um, and I can show you what I can do in just that time, it's like, wait, if we can accomplish this much in this little frame of time, like what, what can you actually accomplish if I work with you? Um, that's, so that's what my active outreach looks like. Oh, okay, cool. So sorry
1: to cut you off. I, I was oh, no. just I was just curious, like um so with that video that you send, mm-hmm. do you ask them first before you send that video or do you just go ahead and or is that part yeah. of your outreach and you send that video right away?
0: Yeah. No part of my outreach is, hey, like, is this the best place to send it or would that video be helpful? Like I don't just because those videos do take a little bit of time. I need to research their channel for probably 10, 20 minutes, um, dive in. That way it's like, okay, here are the three things. Like, I can't see your backend metrics, but from everything I can see here, here are the three things that you really need to focus on first. There's always more than three things, but it's like, okay, if you do these three things, if we never talked again and you did these three things for the next year, your channel would grow so much. You'd be like, wait a second, I got to talk to Zach because... I tested what he said and it was amazing. So, um, yeah, I always ask cause I don't want to be sending a bunch of random videos to people who pro I mean, sometimes in Instagram, they don't check those messages. So like, or emails don't make it to them or whatever it is. So I don't want to do that. Cause I did, it. you know, outreach wise. I really haven't outreached to very many people, but it's been maybe like 100, 150, something like that. Um, I haven't need to outreach in a little while. So, but, yeah, that's, that's what it looks like.
1: So that's a hundred, 150 a day or no, or...
0: like total over the, Oh, total. Like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I hand pick who I'm going to work with cause they're, I, it's it. a high ticket at service. And mm-hmm. if like, you have to fit a certain criteria for working with me to make sense, so I'm not just going to reach out to anybody. So more research time than outreach time.
1: And so basically you would kind of analyze your YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. their YouTube page, you email them or do you just try and find them on social or do, what kind of platform you use to communicate?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever works that way. Um, actually, let me, I'll walk through how my business works and then we can, I'll chat sure. through that. And you, you ask me questions like this makes it easier for me to like, Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even think that's interesting. But so, I mean, I mentioned Evan Carmichael is my business partner for YouTube strategy mostly. Um, so I'm working with, large channels usually they have like a top 20 top 50 podcast as well i'm not always but that i mean that helps because adding videos not that hard um so we do strategy we do the a b testing we mentioned in our last episode very seldomly if they're like if i see that the effort is worth it we'll do mashups so i have someone index all of their videos of like minute five to ten was this topic minute 10 to 15 was this topic like it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and we do a rev share on that that's why it has to be worth my team's time because people aren't paying us to do that. Like it's whatever that particular video makes that we help them create. So don't do that very often. Um, main two are that the strategy, A-B testing, like half my clients do A-B testing, but um, so platforms, YouTube really for me is a hobby. Like I'm sharing all of this information, I'm teaching. It hasn't really gotten me clients that way. I've gotten other clients who've gotten other deals or contracts or things like with companies. But as far as clients that way, all I have to do is mention Evan's name. And if they know him, it's 90% close rate. <laughs> like it's crazy. If They don't know him, It's a lot harder and they don't stick around as much because they don't realize the potential growth, potential impact that that has. Cause I mean, he's been doing this so long kind of, I don't know, good and bad there. If I, I've brought on clients where it's like, Oh, Hey, like I'm done faster. And even though we're getting amazing results, like I had someone go from like, you know, low Five figures a month, AdSense, till it almost mid figures in a couple of months of working with me. Like, okay, cool. I learned everything. I'm like, I've only been working a few months. Like, there's so much more we can get through. And that's just fine. Like, that's people's choice. But I think if that anchor there is there with Evan's name, then it, it works better. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so YouTube's a hobby. It's fun. Like, if you're listening to this, like, I literally get paid thousands of dollars. To share the information that's on there so it's free go go listen um and then instagram i do use that outreach i'll share stories sometimes i'll share like i just share things that i like that was a, something i already did and it's like we'll just lean into that find someone that you want to work with potentially share their story reach out that way like give them goodwill before you reach out and ask like um and so you know i do that email has been huge for getting clients but I plan YouTube's my long term game. Like I want that to grow over time, but if it doesn't make a dime for the next five years, that's it's not gonna hurt me. And so I don't really focus on social media as far as getting business now, except for email and Instagram. And that's what I think biggest lesson I learned in 2022 was outreach. If you need clients now, plant seeds. If you need clients later, which totally makes sense logically, but it's like, most people are like, oh, I'm gonna create a YouTube video and then I'm gonna get 10 clients next week. It's like, no. You just planted a seed. You just watered it once. Like, it takes a while for this to grow into a tree, and it takes a while longer for it to grow fruit that's actually edible. Like, (laughs) you're planting seeds for down the road. And so, it is helpful. It's amazing. It lives forever, like you said. But I think too many people are like, oh, well, if I do this now, if I invest in this now, it's going to return now. It's like, no, it's probably not. And that's okay because you're like, you need to have a big vision for the future, and that's what it's really good for. Exactly. Yeah, dude, I
1: I totally 1000% agree with that. Um, And I think I guess the the issue or I guess the obstacle that I face is like finding that 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 silver lining of okay, should I focus on planting seeds? Or should I focus more on getting clients now? And so my question to you is like, if you could put like a percentage on those two things, like out of 100? Mm -hmm. How much percentage would you put like on posting on social media? So you can plant those seeds and just continue to strengthen your authority in your space. And then also the percentage of, okay, I want to start building up my clientele now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my perspective on this, I mean, everyone's going to be biased, but, um, so before Evan invested in my business, like I had things going, it was, it was okay. It was not great, but it was okay. Lots of ups and downs, sometimes really great months, sometimes not so great. Um, but right before I started working with them I had a client that were like, Hey, we're going to partner together. We're actually going to start a business together. We're going to do a lot of things and just didn't, didn't work out. Look, I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. But like, I went from making pretty decent money to like cutting 90% of my revenue. And so, and it was right before everything was due that month. I'm like, holy crap, like it just ton of bricks. So it's like, okay, cool. Hey, I'm hundred percent in this. Cause I was kind of like 50, 50, you know, with Evan. I'm like, Hey, I can work on this part-time, whatever. Like, it's like, eh, but it's like, okay, I need clients now. Like we need to do this now. It's like, okay, here's what you're going to do is that outreach. It was no content. I really stopped creating content because it's, what is a tree that feeds me in two years good for if I drowned right now? <laughs> like yeah. it's not helpful. And so I was like, okay, no content. So we went from literally almost zero to six figures a year, uh, not a month, a year in that first month. Um, and then that, that next 30 days. So that second month we doubled that as far as revenue. And then it, it's, you know, it kind of went up and down. Um, but now we're, yeah, I don't know, another fifty percent, thirty percent above that. Um, and just kind of maintaining that. I'd probably push it up a little bit, but through those, you know, few months I didn't create a ton of content. And it like as someone like I am a creator at heart and I didn't realize that until I went that long without posting and I was like, Oh, like I really I miss creating. <laughs> and so i was like okay i can't i can't just be client services like content creation is something that gives me a fulfillment like even if i'm not making money with it i would do it for free because it makes me so happy um that's part of what this is and so you know like i, I have to do that so if you need clients now planting those seeds 10 20 i mean it depends on how dire the need is if you're like yo i need to pay bills next month don't plant seeds go go find people <laughs> like go get clients now um now that i am where i am revenue wise for the business i'm I'm like, Hey, I can slow down and I'm fine and creating content's enjoyable again. Instead of something stressful that I have to do, it's like, Hey, what do I want to post? Because it it took a long time for this mind shift to happen, but it's like, I was, I was planning on those seeds feeding me. And if you have that mindset where it's like, I'm going to plant this and then it's going to feed me. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's frustrating and you hate the process, even though that process is amazing. And maybe you actually do love it because you're giving in an expectation that it shouldn't happen. Like that's, that's not the point of it. And so if creating content, so if you're doing 20% content creation and 80%, like looking for clients and that content feels stressful to you, cause it feels like you're not going to reach, you know, what you need to next month revenue wise, probably need to cut either completely or just really down for a little bit and focus on the things that, you know, are actually going to generate revenue. Maybe this is recharge for you, so don't cut it completely. Like I, like I got almost depressed, like not creating content like that. It's like my leisure time. So don't cut that out totally, but you know, don't, don't focus on it either. So that percentage, I think it's going to vary, but hopefully that helps.
1: Yeah. And I I think that makes sense because I think at least for what we do, like our business models, it's kind of like, I think it would be kind of. Backwards if we were to be for focusing like on our content. Mm-hmm. Where we should be po- putting a lot of our energy into our clients' content, like helping them make wins. And I think that's what I what I have been learning lately since running this business is like sometimes I forget, I kind of get lost of, oh man, I need to create because yeah, just like you if, dude, if I could do this for free, like creating content, I, I would do it because I just love it so much. Um, but I think just reminding yourself like, hey, you have clients to, to, to serve. I mean, you got to focus on their content because we're trying to make them look good and help them win o- online so that makes perfect sense what you're saying so like when you when you mentioned like that 20 percent with um the uh planting the seeds so to speak are you talking about so if i'm posting like every day like mm-hmm. seven times a week should, does that mean like turning that down to like twice a week and then just basically focusing on getting clients now or yeah
0: think that and again it depends on how badly you need clients but i would say time-wise split it so it. one video might take 40 hours hopefully i mean if you're in this space hopefully not <laughs> but if it if that one video takes 40 hours then tw- like it's going to take you weeks if you're only spending 20 percent of your time creating that video it's going to take you weeks to create that video instead of you know one week like if you can post seven times a week and only spend 10 20 of your time on it if the dire need is getting new clients go for it. And so maybe that does mean like, okay, cool. I can't do these well, you know, rehearsed or scripted videos that have a lot of edits. Maybe I do need to hop on, just do a 20 minute video talking, like get some content out. It's great information, but maybe not the best editing. Um, at least for us, like just, you know, like the content you would make, that takes less time. And so you're just getting it out there. And so if you're a business owner, um, even some of my clients, when I'm talking, it's like, oh, I want to do this cut. And I want to B roll and I do this. I'm like, okay, I talk about cameras and I talk about microphones. And so if I don't have good looking footage, people are going to care, but you, you own a business, you teach people, you educate people. So I'm going to judge you that first minute on your audio quality and your video quality as long as there's no barriers that you create because you didn't have at least decent audio and video quality, I might switch the tab. I might turn my phone screen off. I'm going to listen because the quality of the information for education type content, which is you know the people I work with, that's what matters. Um, some other creators, that's not the case, but for most businesses, if you're creating 10, 20 minute videos, hour, three hour videos, it's the quality of what you're actually saying that matters. And so it doesn't take a ton of time outside of recording to make that that type of content question for you. And this is something that I've realized since working with Evan, but like, I would focus on clients that like my service just, I didn't have it dialed in. And so I would get clients. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. It's cool. Oh, that, that amount of money. Yeah, I can do that. And it's like, <laughs> eh, I don't love this, but like, okay, fortune 500 company, whatever, like, cool. We'll do a contract miserable, hated every second of it. It wasn't worth the money, but <laughs> like, it was like, okay, like that's, that's what I can do right now. Um, so for you, how, how have you like scale or decided on the services you offer now? Cause I think some people listening to this are probably still creating their business. Like, Hey, I I know what I'm doing, but like, I'm having the trouble of scaling. And I I imagine that's a problem you're having of like, it's local. I can only do so much. Like what, what's been struggles there thought process on where you've landed that journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like right now, yeah, you're right. You know, I think thinking in the long term is always important. Like obviously I'd love to scale this, like, even further than, you know, where I'm at now. But I think with this business model, especially because we kind of work on like the leaner side, meaning that, you know, we, we don't require too many employees. I mean, I have a handful of contractors that help me, you know, editors and uh, social media managers and things like that. Um, But as far as, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it just really comes down to your goals. I mean, if you're looking to make, you know, 10, 20,000 a month, I mean, if you really look at this, the scope of things, that's what, at the very most 15 clients, probably to to hit that. So I think as long as you're, um, well, one, you you know, you have to set goals for yourself, but as long as those, um, that clientele fits that box that you've created, then I I think you should be fine moving forward, especially when it comes uh, locally. Um, But I think right now I'm still like kind of early in the game, I'm still trying to really, really define who the perfect client is. Like right now, like a lot of my clients stem from the real estate and mortgage space um but i'm starting to see that other business owners are you know wanting to wanted the same service as well and yeah. so i'm i'm open to that so i think right now it's kind of just like navigating and just trying to find which one that i enjoy working with or what at least which industry i enjoy working with and then at the end of the day trying to see if um that's going to be great like for the long term so
0: okay i think that's I think and like that was part of the struggle I had. Like I like the experience that I had in all industries. In fact, even my clients now are in a lot of different industries, which is helpful to kind of get a even just personally. It's like okay, I want to invest. Like I have all these clients that are doing well. It's like this is where I want to put my money because I like that. That that makes sense. Um, but some of this really is like the, the client services. Like I quadrupled my rates in the past year, and that's because in the, I went from. Like doing all of these different things. This still relate to YouTube, but it's like okay, now I do this. This is all we do. And if you want someone that does what we do at the level we do it, because we focus so narrowly, like I don't know anyone. I legitimately being in this industry, I don't know anyone that does what we do at the level we do it. So rates are a higher. And mm-hmm. so for you, it's like you're edit. I mean, you're going out recording, you're editing, you're doing all this work. And so I think if I don't know what the niching down looks like. Maybe it is an industry. Maybe it is a service type. I don't know what it looks like for you, but or anyone listening. But if you can find that thing that you can be the best at and have a pretty good audience, like you can raise your rates a lot. And I mean, maybe there is even businesses that want to hire you, but they're like, ah, oh, the rates are too low. Like they, they can't really be that good, can they? Um, so that was I don't Chris Doe. It's one that I learned this from, but is like rate double your rates. It's like double. It's like yeah, double your rates. Like he lost a job because they bid too little and it was like i think he bid like a hundred grand or something it's like ah eh, like that wasn't even close like the next highest bid was like 500 and they're like you can't like you can't be that good and they hired the person that like quoted a million <laughs> so it's like and and I, I, I know those numbers are off but it, it was something to that magnitude of like they were multiples magnitudes lower than the person they went with, because like, this is the caliber of person we're looking for. And if you're charging one tenth there's no way you're at the caliber we're looking for. And so there are people that want to hire you at the higher caliber, but knowing what you offer, knowing where to find them and charging that, getting to that journey, like that's a, it's a journey, but I see you, you know, that 10 to 20 K a month is three to four clients, you know? Right. Like that's, yeah. that's where I see, I, I don't know. I don't know what your business looks like, but just talking to you, that's where I see, I mean, even 2023 you getting to where it's like, cause what you're doing is a lot of work. I've done that for clients and holy crap is that is way more work than I do. Cause it's a yeah. lot.
1: Yeah, um, it is. And, and I think as far as scaling goes, I think, yeah, my goal, big goal in 2023 is to be able to hire more of those people that can take that over so I can just focus on um, other things. But yeah, that, that totally makes sense, man. Like, um, you know, as far as the, that's a yeah. That's a crazy story you told me about Chris Doe. As far as like they <laughs> they uh, bid little and they lost. So like mm-hmm. I don't know what objections you come across like especially in your sales call with clients. But it's like do you ever come across something that you state you state your price and they're just like ah oh, that's that's just like too much for me sort of do. like the opposite because yeah I've I've I haven't have well, I'm not I'm not Chris Doe obviously but I haven't come across that situation yeah. where like I've I've said my price and like oh that's that's too
0: and actually, yeah, you know what
1: no, I take that back I think it was it was once my very first client she she <laughs> was saying that like, yeah you're charging a little too too low on that yeah. and she's a really good friend of mine, so that's probably okay. why she yeah. did that but yeah th- that's the only time, but other than that, you know some of the objections are like oh well that's that's a little too much out of my my budget.
0: yeah, well, and it's I think if you have enough clients and mm-hmm. people are still making comments of like hey, that's too high that that's okay, um I think the problem is if a lot of your clients are saying yes too quickly and you have t- too large of a client load and not a high enough, like, you know, um, percentage of revenues profit. So for me, the nice thing here is, I mean, the fine, like the operational side of things I'm not great at. So, I mean, Evan and his team handle the billing handle, the services we offer, the tr- prices we charge, like we can increase those depending on demand, but like, I, I, don't have to, I didn't have to think all of that out. Like I used to, and it just always changed. And now it's like, Nope, this is set. This is what works. And like, I have confidence in that. So I got to skip years of like testing something. Cause it's already proven out. So that's an unfair advantage that I have. And I, am grateful for that. I realized that. Um, but I think, you know, in, are you charging enough or too little? Like if there's two situations where I see this happening, one, you say, Hey, we charge two grand a month and a client's like, that's it all. Oh goodness. Great. Like you're not seeing this, <laughs> yeah, but they're just like, yeah, thank you. I was willing to pay Ooh. 10. Yes. Yeah. I will hire you at two grand a month. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. yes. And they're like, oh man, I'm ripping this guy off because I mean, you don't know that they were willing to pay 10 grand and they're never going to tell you that because like that's money out their pocket. And like, maybe the deal won't close because they said something. Um, the other thing is if someone's like, Hey, that's too expensive. The question I'm asking is, Okay, so if you can't afford what I'm charging, are you the right fit for me? Like mm-hmm. I view because of how everything works now, I don't ever view a sales call as a sales call anymore. It's usually a free consulting session. Am I trying to sell them? Like in my mind still sometimes yes, but like I'm mentioning, hey, when I work with clients, we do this. Hey, when I work with clients, we do this. Hey, you should do that. Like I'm giving value and at the end, I'll explain the services, but I my mind says I don't need their yeah, business like I don't need them as a client, and right. so if they say this isn't a great fit, I don't care. Like I really don't. Even on even when I was getting going, it's like there were yeah. a couple of clients I talked to. I'm like, it would have been miserable working with them if I had said yes. And so I'm glad I said no, even though I really needed the money at the time. So it's if wow. they are balking at the prices you're charging now, and we know that hey, you know later you're actually going to be charging uh, more, it's a problem. And so we want to make sure that they're okay with prices now because you are going to double them later or raise them 30% later. Like you're at the beginning of your journey. You're not at like, we are the best at what we do. And we charge 50 K a month per client. Like (laughs) if that's not your aspiration, if you don't want to get to that place, then that's okay. But, um, think bigger, like think, okay, if what would I have to offer and do to charge five times, 10 times what I'm charging now, and then work towards that, because then you can say, okay, I'm going to raise my rates, $500 a month per client, and I'm going to start pitching that in my new calls. Is that gonna turn some people away? Maybe, but if it does, maybe I'm getting rid of some clients I don't want to work with, and uh, would've been yeah. a pain anyway. Because the ones that are really cheap and are like, "That's too much for me," are always going to be like, "Hey, I need more. Hey, I need more. Hey," I need more. and you're like, "I I have other clients too. Like you're yeah. the squeaky wheel because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a lot of money for you, and yeah. you know so I'm probably not the right fit. Um, at least mm. that's my mindset."
1: Yeah, that's that. And that's the mindset I'm trying to adopt, too, because, yeah, I'm right there with you. There's times where you're just like, dude, I need to, I need, I need this, man. Like, and then, yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Because I I had that experience where, you know, I was, I kind of like lowered my price for somebody just because I I needed the deal. And it was the worst experience. Like they were constantly Mm -hmm. just complaining. And I just ended up like refunding them. I was just like, dude, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. Yeah but yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think, yeah, you know, I, I think this year I, I'm really just trying to adopt that mindset, like meaning like, Hey, you know, there's there's plenty of fish out there. There's plenty of opportunities out there. Kind of just having that abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's really refreshing to hear that you, you have that.
0: Yeah. No, and you. I think the challenge that I would give you and everyone is take your rate and tack something on. I don't know if that's $500. I don't know if that's 50%, 30%, whatever it is. It needs to be enough that you're like, Oh, I feel like clients might say, no, (laughs) I'm nervous about this. If you're nervous, it's good and start pitching that number. If you're getting people saying no, just keep going, keep pitching. Eventually someone's going to say yes. And then you're going to level up because now you're serving a new level of client. You are, your business is at a new level Mm. and you're going to get clients that way. Like discounting, I've never had a good experience with it. Every time I do it, something bad goes and it's just not great. So I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend discounting. (laughs)
1: Got it. So, so when you say discounting, you mean like if someone say you have a monthly service and then you have like a paid in full, meaning like discounting on the paid in full or oh, just like,
0: No, that's fine. Okay. Like, um, so the other thing, like, again, going that mindset of like, I don't need your business. Evan's like, we don't do contracts. If they won't, if they pay for this month and after this month they're done, they're done. Like part of that also, like we don't have to do refunds because you're paying for the month. We're doing the service. If you want to be done, just cancel the payment like for next month we're done so if people prepay then it would be like hey month three they're like hey i want to cancel then there's headaches that way but like we're in a mindset of like i'm gonna have like wait list is a real thing like Mm -hmm. if you want to work with me it it doesn't necessarily mean you can and so i don't need your business you don't need my business like i mean you might need me but i don't i don't necessarily need you and so there's more power in that um, and a lot less headache i think
1: So, so so like, how did you, how did you adopt that mindset? Like, did you, was there something that you worked on? Like, was it like a lot of self-reflection or how did you,
0: that was a lot of mentorship from Evan where it was like, I'd be like, I'd write messages and I'd send them to him and he'd be like, no, let too wordy, too needy, redo it. I'm like, okay, cool. Too wordy, too needy, redo it. I'm like, Oh my goodness. He's like, you don't need their business. You really don't. We I, I promise we will fill up your business. And I think having Evan like, knowing that he could do that gave me confidence. But the thing is, if you're in a niche or a proven industry, there's plenty of people. And so having a scarcity mindset only hurts you. And that's when you're like, oh yeah, we can we can discount. We can, we can lower my rate because I want to work with you. And it's like, I'll lower my rate if, I, I won't now, but I would lower my rate if there was some weird circumstance. And like, I really believe in this client and I really want to work with this client. And I really want, like, it has to be a special unicorn that I'm like, okay, dude, like, I see a lot in you. I'm betting on you. I'm risking a lot. And so, you know, I'm willing to do that because of the potential I see. That doesn't, that's never happened. I don't know if it will happen, um, at least since I've started working with Evan. But um, yeah, like, just, you don't need people's business. You got to adopt that mindset. It's hard. But if mm-hmm. you do that, it, uh, a lot of good comes from it.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. awesome. Ask yeah, questions for each
0: other's businesses. Um, yeah, people totally. listening, listen to the last episode where we chatted a lot about what we're doing in 2023, how we're building our businesses with social media, what we're doing. Um, any last piece of advice you wanna give people? Um,
1: You know, like I, kind of similar to what I said last week, you know, if you're brand new to the social media game, um, especially with video content, you know, just press record, baby. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, it's an experience, it's a new chapter. So you're, you're gonna be learning. Nothing's gonna be perfect at all. Even the biggest, uh, influencers slash YouTubers that are out there, or they make mistakes, their videos aren't perfect as well. Just so just know that. And then um, if you're using social media, um, as part of as part of your business marketing, um, just just have fun with it. Um, I Because th- like what you said earlier, Zach, like the social media game, especially YouTube is like the long game, mm-hmm. it's like a marathon. And so uh, shifting that focus of doing more like outreach as opposed to focusing totally on social media content um, is really going to help your business uh, grow this year.
0: Yeah. I love that. YouTube is the biggest opportunity to grow your business. Like it is long-term, a lot of things you need to do to stay afloat until it starts doing things. But if you don't start now, you're going to regret it later, promise. And so get started there. Um, And we did do our last episode. So Go ahead and click this video right here. You can watch it. We'll see you over there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure-a-month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.